You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wentland. This is episode 52, Choosing Discomfort, What I Learned in 52 Weeks. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. All right. When was the last time you consciously chose discomfort? And I don't mean falling haplessly into it like I apparently seem to do frequently, but I mean making a deliberate decision to do or say or behave in a way that you knew in advance would make you feel awkward, afraid, frustrated, or vulnerable. Maybe it was going back to school or taking a class that you thought would be a real challenge maybe starting a new sport or hobby or activity, or maybe it was having a very challenging conversation, like with that employee that you've been dreading talking to, or maybe a peer or even your boss. And I want you to think about how did you get the courage to take that action? And think about the moment that you decided to lean into the discomfort, because this is such an important moment. I've been doing this podcast for one year, and it took me nearly a year prior to that to get the courage and the knowledge to even begin recording it. I do remember weeping a few times. I do remember foul language and leaving my basement in frustration to announce to my husband, I cannot do this. (laughs) Oh, I remember that one. It was bad until I did it. I've chosen discomfort 52 times so far. And why? Because I want to share leadership lessons with you. Did you know that according to research, one half of first-time managers fail? And while I didn't fail at management, I sure wish 30 years ago I would have had that guide on the side, more mentoring, more coaching, more people who would help me make better choices in managing myself and others. Emphasis on myself, of course, more profound, because I think I would have had more focus and less stress. I could have been more effective had I had someone helping me to alleviate stress, really consider those pitfalls, and lean into more effective practices. So now this is a mission of mine, to help each and every one of you know that your life is full of choices, and that leading others, influencing others, motivating and encouraging others is a powerful mission. And it's not for the faint of heart. And I believe so strongly and passionately 
that it requires intentional effort to be successful. Because that's what choosing discomfort is all about. That's the stuff of our dreams and our goals. These are the things that we want in life and strive for, and they're aspirational. They're in the future. And most commonly, we'll have to do or learn or try something new to accomplish them, which is freaking scary. And sometimes it totally sucks. There may be weeping and swearing. And so like many other people, we don't go there. Why? Because it would require us to be confident and courageous in the face of the unknown, which is hard. What I want you to consider is what you want in your future. Even this year, you have a fresh, shiny new year ahead of you. What are you willing to do to get what you want? Do you want to start your own business? Get a promotion, start managing people, or perhaps it's increasing the scope or scale of those you're already leading, taking on a bigger, more strategic role. The important question is, what are you willing to do to get there? Are you willing to be awkward and maybe look silly or be embarrassed? Hop on the struggle bus? Are you willing to let others see you there and witness that journey? Ah, yes, that's the vulnerability piece. And I talked about this in my very first podcast. Yeah, my maiden voyage. It was called How to Be a Conscious Leader, Being Aware of Your Vulnerability in Learning. Because a lot of us don't like that awkward feeling of not doing something well. We don't want to show up that way in work or in life. Are you willing to go through conscious incompetence to achieve your next leadership challenge? What I will share with you is that when you do choose discomfort, you get some amazing benefits. What happens is you choose action over stagnation and staying stuck. But a lot of times we don't even know we're stuck and we don't even know we're stagnating. So that's why you have to have a dream or aspiration. When we choose discomfort, we also demonstrate courage over safety. Courage doesn't mean we're not afraid. It means we do it anyway. And that feeds into benefit number three. When we choose courage, we build confidence in ourselves and in our capabilities. When we look back and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. And when we recognize it deliberately, it makes a profound impact on what we feel like we're capable of going forward. Additionally, we become a visible role model for growth and development. It is so ironic because as I started this podcast, this was a big challenge for me. But I also realized how much I ask other people to take those same risks in their leadership, to try new things, to practice new skills, new strategies. And I thought, well, I have to be a role model for that. I have to go through that as well. I have to be a role model for discomfort. And what happens is then we increase the trust in other people through our vulnerability. They see us taking a risk. And then you know what? They're more willing to do the same. They see us try and they are more likely to try. They see us making mistakes and they too are more likely to make mistakes. And here I mean making mistakes and learning from them in a good way. Another benefit is when we choose discomfort, we move towards our goals and dreams. The reason they're goals and dreams is because they're supposed to be hard. They're supposed to stretch us. They're supposed to take us to someplace new. How can we do something new if we are acting and behaving and thinking in the same way? When we think, do, and act differently, this is about growth and this is the price of our dreams. 
And the last thing that happens when we choose discomfort is we live a life on purpose and with purpose. Who doesn't want that? So what did I learn from 52 weeks of discomfort? Well, it actually wasn't 52 weeks of pain. Oh, those first few? (laughs) You betcha. They were pretty dicey. But then you know what? That awkwardness, it began to ebb a little. The practice of doing it began to feel more comfortable or at least familiar. And the challenge was a little bit motivating. The process became a little bit easier. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a podcast ninja because that clearly is not the case. But I'm here for you teaching, sharing, and what I hope you see me as is a role model for change and growth. Because if I can learn to do a freaking podcast, people, think what you can do. And you know what? In the next few months, I'm going to start integrating interviews with really awesome leaders into my podcast so you can learn from them too. Their journeys, their challenges, and their successes. Do I know how I'm going to do it? Hell no. (laughs) But I'm going to show up and do it anyway because discomfort is the price of my dreams and yours too. So do something for yourself this year by defining a goal, a dream that you have for yourself and your career, and just think what you can do in 52 weeks. Were you born with the empathy gene? You know, the one where you see people's emotions and you can label them and acknowledge them and know what to do about them? (laughs) Not me. If you want to learn more about it, join me in the next episode. And we'll also talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy. 